This week on Devil's Trap Podcast, we've got the lineup coming this fall to the Supernatural Network, the newest game show, Six Degrees of Heaven Bacon. And catch our new dating reality show, Hungry for a Winchester. Find your supernatural dream home on Zillow. Oh, David. And could you survive inside the world's toughest prison? Angel prison. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz, and I just realized that on camera, like the top of my bandana is like this little boink, like just like poking out. So it looks like I have like one horn growing out of the middle of my, my head. You know, if I had a horn, that is not the place I would choose to be coming out of the middle of my head. I mean, I would like symmetrical horns. Yeah. You know, that would right. be two. I would like two. Or four, you know, like just symmetrical. Yeah. Or like an antler rack. I would also go, I would take an antler rack. Very pagan of you. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. We did, Diane and I did both just buy new horns this weekend. Uh, Currently, Peggy is wearing them, but we can send you pictures of Peggy and her horns and us in our horns. No, Diane, I posted Mm -hmm. that picture to our stories. So if you follow us on social media, you can find the picture of us on the sidewalk. I think you did. I think Uh, I did. It's Probably. already cleared. I'll find it. Yes. yes. I'll check. We have Diana's a picture of us like, I don't follow our social media. No, I don't know no. what I did. What? What? I posted stuff? Fuck. What did I post? Anyway. And speaking of social media and just mm-hmm. other fun things. So YouTube finally came out with some handles. So now, even though you bitches haven't been subscribing to our page, I'm still going to shame you. Because that's how you get people to do things I've learned. I think is just through shame. Is and- that what it is? Right? That's how you motivate people? Please, please go please go subscribe please. to our YouTube. Go subscribe please. to our YouTube. And now you can easily find it because we have a handle. So at Devil's Trap Podcast is yes. our YouTube handle. So go smash the like button and watch the things. We're fun stuff. We're funny people. And now they're even funnier. Like there's yeah, pictures and shit and mm-hmm. like sound effects and multimedia and experience. It is. It's a multimedia experience. All copyright and legal. So, uh, <gasps> Diana, what have you been up to? What's going um, on? I feel like I just saw what? you because I did. You, you did. Yeah, no, uh, this past weekend, uh, we went to see a concert in Dallas. Just a, you know, little, little band um, named Fear opened up for little um, just another little guy named, <laughs> just another little guy named Alice making, Cooper. I was like, are you making short people jokes already? No, not short people jokes. Not yet. But yeah, so it was, um, and then Miss, the original lineup of the Misfits, kind of. And but now you Misfits. can make a short person joke. <laughs> I'll insert all the dancing jokes here. Um, but yeah, so now we got to see the, um, that concert in Dallas, uh, it was a, I thought it was a really enjoyable show. Um, obviously all of these, uh, members of these bands are aging. Um, 
and uh, so Alice Cooper. So <laughs> Alice old. Cooper was phenomenal, though. That was he like is so cool. Like amazing. he has a guillotine, and his wife is awesome. There yep. was far too many baby stuff for my comfort. Right. Not because I was offended. Like I, they're just gross. Like just oh, just weird, less, weird giant less demon dead. babies and stop stuff. carrying yeah. around the dead baby. I don't like it. But his costumes, outfits, whatever you want to call them, were fucking phenomenal. State, they were the castle so on stage. He had yeah. a castle, I mean, it was just great. which most of the bands did take advantage of to an extent, right? Well, I'm sure mm. they planned this, but and fear with. Poor leaving, who I just want to cradle in my arms and say, Grandpapa, it's it's time. Like I know you enjoying yourself, but pop pop. It's we we should stop now. You, you don't have to be on the road you, anymore, pop. You're pop. pretty cool. You did you did all the shit. You did all the shit. We you love have, living in the city too, sir. And my best friend does the best uh, six degrees to leaving because he has been in so many movies and with so many things. So. You yeah. know, you, amazing you, career. You you had an amazing career. It's time. Uh, yeah. And we also saw some drama because dancing was stormed off the stage, and we don't know why. And we and still then, don't but, know what and happened. We thought, and we thought Jerry only was going to have to sing, and then and then we were very relieved that dancing came back on stage. Yeah. And everybody, but apparently, very like, somebody confused. did a somebody did a count. Apparently, um, Jerry only did smash six bases total throughout the show. So. That's a that's a lot of money, man. A lot of kids could use those bases. The guy, there's a lot of trees that got, that died for those. I'm just saying, chill out, Jerry. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a really cool show to see. Um, and the know, people just... watching was phenomenal. It was high well, quality Halloween weekend people watching. Yeah. Winners of the costume contest would be Santa. Yeah, because I think he misspelled Satan, and he went he with Santa. What was your favorite one besides Santa? So the other one that I, that was a standout was um, probably questionable in taste, but it was the um, the boyfriend girlfriend that we knew um, with the JFK with the bullet wound in his head, um, and his significant other was Marilyn Monroe with her bottle of pills. Yes, perhaps poor taste, but also are they wrong? it was well done oh, and the other that. thing though like the misfits did not have any merchandise that said texas is the reason fuck Which you guys waste, waste, waste of opportunity waste and you know i want them to come back so we can just set up a trunk and you know we'll have our own team trunk and sell you yeah. know bootleg merchandise out of the back of the car like my life is meant to end up i'm I'm, that's how we that's how we go right like that's, that's how we go selling boot, get, get busted selling bootleg merch yeah to sell bootleg <laughs> merch on the back of it and that's why I get, we end up in prison yeah uh, yeah so yeah no it was a good time great time um they got to wander around bishop arts a little bit and uh yeah and just getting back to in halloween we got to i dressed up and uh handed out candy to neighborhood kids that was fun one and of the children would not come to the door as? Well, so during the day, I just—I was like a gothic cow, cowgirl with giant horns. But then a for gothic cowgirl, <laughs> I don't know. I just went with it. And then um, for uh, the evening for candy distribution, I was a—I was a twilight vampire. I had my red contacts. I was sparkly, and I had my gold or my, excuse me, my chrome fangs. The, that you wish were gold. Well, I was going to order gold ones, and I couldn't get them in time. 
but I like the silver actually. So Very there cool. we go. Yeah, I did. Yep, yeah, I did not dress up. I watched a marathon of I Survived on Vice, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And sometimes you know you need true crime where people lived. Oh, it's if you've never watched the show, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they usually do three stories. And it's survivors telling how they survived some traumatic ordeal, like women surviving sexual assault. Um, There was a guy who was like in a tornado, like all sorts of things like that. And then I do wonder, like, because they have the three on there, at some point there's going to be somebody whose disaster was not as amazing as the other two. And I can just see like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, the dog chased me down the street. It was, but it was fine. It was terrifying. And then this woman's like, "I survived being held down by, you know, the, you know, in Guantanamo Bay by like escaped prisoners or something." Like, yeah, you mean like, and he was just he was off the leash, and it was just he was really aggressive. Yeah, so that was my oh. Halloween, along with the fantastic Halloween miracle that my Taco Bell has the Mexican pizza again. Oh, and yes. all is well. Thanks to the great pumpkin. Yes, thank you, great pumpkin, for bringing me the Mexican pizza for Halloween. Thank you. <sighs> so, uh, so yeah. that was that. Now I'm sad because I get seasonal depression disorder, and it's not because it's Christmas or like at dark outside. It's just because Halloween's over, and everyone just stops being as spooky as I am. Which I guess you know is kind of better. Because then I get to be a spooky back, guess, person. You know, back, goes back to being, yeah, where you're a spooky person and not just a Halloween fan. Right. Ah, yeah. So, happy Halloween. Sorry, it's in the past, but always have one every day. <laughs> Hashtag spooky all year. All right. Spooky so, all year. let's so, talk spooky. Season, spooky. Yeah, let's season talk five, supernatural. So, uh, this is season five, episode 13. The song remains the same. Now. And if y'all hadn't caught yet, um, Liz hates time travel episodes. I'm just going to say that before we even. time travel is stupid. I, I have some issues with this one. I have many issues that we will get to. So this episode, the song remains the same. The title is actually a song by Led Zeppelin. Mm. and that's from the houses of holy album but also Mm. oddly enough jensen was in an episode of dawson's creek that was also named the song remains the same now i did not i did not watch dawson did you watch Mm -hmm. dawson nope and now i have to go back and watch this episode of dawson because i'm sure it's probably going to be awful and amazing at the same time other kind of nifty thing about this title the original title was back to the future too and sometimes itunes still lists lists it as that so hmm all this right epi- and this episode first aired february 4th 2010 it was directed by steve boyum and we last saw him direct the end and was written by our favorite Sarah Gamble, assisted by Nancy Weiner or Weiner. I'll never learn how to say her name. And I forget what her new married name is, too. Sorry, Nancy. But uh, so those are the people who came up with this crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
all right. Uh, yeah, and I think we have to start off like really like. Okay, did you like? I tried not to like ruin episodes for Diana, but sometimes, like for the past couple of weeks, I've just been like, it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> and then, like, once you saw the recap, were you just like, oh, yeah, it's stupid? I saw that. I just saw like the, the description, and I'm like, oh, shit, this one's going to be stupid. And I texted you immediately, like, you didn't tell me it was a time travel episode. Fucking time travel. Yeah. Um, so, but I will say, I mean, up front, I, I think there were some important plot points driven in this one and character development, but I also think the time travel is stupid. There's other ways they could have done it. That's my quick overall summary before we even get into the show. And it's <clears throat> really putting things fresh in my mind that I'm having to dissect between this and the Winchesters. I wondered about that. Yeah. And I also think I may have come to the conclusion that. I'm going to stop watching the Winchesters for now. Oh. I don't know. I may okay. wait and then have to watch at the end of the season and just do a binge or yeah. maybe watch it fresh with Diana after we finish this. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we will figure that out as you know, how, how hungry for, for Winchester I get. Hashtag hungry for Winchester. Hungry for Winchester. <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah. So we start off this episode with Dean alone in a, strip club with um cherry pie by warrant playing and a very pretty woman in a devil costume dancing for him by dancing you mean giving a lap dance because dancing can mean many things and she was not doing the waltz or a modern dance interpretation she She was was, bumping and grinding and then uh because the devil can't be alone no then he has an angel also another attractive female dresses an angel dancing belly ring yeah well all angels have belly rings of course and the angel and devil are dancing together on slash for dean and dean says now that's what i call peace on earth Damn, yeah awful. our terrible meter our douche meter right now is it's like hitting on the yeah. it's like popping over Way like over and i know this is your your brain dean and i'm not gonna you know try not to shame you too much yeah. for your brain but hmm. i will say though your brain is very nicely decorated it the f- those photographs on the wall were fan fucking tastic i would love to be in the strip club it's very clean there is like, like there's what establishment yeah there was one photograph where it was just like this back a back with a corset like a waist center on it and then just like mm-hmm. oh it was stunning I'm like yes yes way to way to dress the strip club dean <laughs> well uh then anna's there though surprise surprise and... i'm here to ruin your boner or make it better yeah question mark but it's so obviously she's visiting him in a dream this is not really happening this is in dean's head and she's visiting him because she can't find him in real world because of what Cass has done to hide them but um she's like uh no i've been in prison upstairs in heaven and Cass has known this whole time because he's the one that turned me in but i broke out but you need to meet me because i need your help and here's where to meet me right now and so Cass has been hiding this information from Dean, which is not good. Cass, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Don't lie to your boyfriend. Nice. And then, 
Also, I can't help but wonder what is Angel Prison like? Because she says they're torturing her and things. Like, well, you know, is it like that prison in Bali, you know, uh, Hotel K, where you know, prisoners kind of like run the show? Or is it more like a, you know, a Dallas COC? Like, I want to see, you know, the, I know. I mean, the locked up abroad Angel Prison. Can we have that show? <sighs> uh yeah but i don't know i don't trust them we all know the angels are dicks from this by now so we do we do so but there's okay who's lying though obviously there's something going on here and then dean wakes up and we're going to transition immediately to diana's favorite location uh yes they found another abandoned industrial park they did (laughs) shocked completely shocked they, that this is the setting um yeah but instead but anna's there and instead of dean showing up to meet her it's Cass. so Uh-oh. yeah because he does not trust anna and um she, he's like look if you're out it's not because you actually broke out it means you were let out for a fucking reason and i don't trust this shit and she's like no it's not true um she's like but she has a knife and it's not a knife to kill angels. It's a knife to kill the people. And then because it's not a knife, we actually get cast doing sort of a crocodile dundee version of that's not a knife, this is a knife. Where he just, <laughs> just like, Oh look, that's a that's a tiny blade, <sighs> this is a knife, and like pulls out his angel blade and which is a very much I think, you know, get away i know you slept with dean and i'm very mad about this i also know that you're just not telling me something yeah and so anna busts out with sam winchester has to die see what wait what wait what no she's like he's lucifer's vessel and he's the only vessel that matters this other guy doesn't count because he's falling apart and basically if i you know if everything ends if we end sam the whole thing falls the whole plan falls apart and we win in the end and she also um, says there's going to be no fight with Michael, Michael, no fight with Michael, and also no Croatoan virus. How does Anna know about the Croatoan virus, like being a thing that's going to happen if that was in the just future. a thing that's that weird. was in Dean's head and Dean hasn't seen Anna? I don't know. Riddle Maybe me that, up. Winchester. That's a good question. That's a good question because that wouldn't have because that would be in the future. That's crazy. So problem number one with time travel uh, is stupid. Yes, Um, but she's like, but then she has to go on this whole thing about how this way Lucifer can't put Sam back together because she'll scatter his cells across the universe. I don't know, but either way, Cassiel's like, "Mm, nope, there gotta be another way. Sam's my friend, and um, that's. You know, if you come near her, if you come near Sam, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And, you know, she does dig into him, too, being like, y'all are trying all this shit, right? You've got this cult. That's not working. How is the search for God working out, Cass? Like, you still haven't found him. Mm -mm." And, you know, I do like this very protective, like, sense that Cass is getting. And he's just like, "Mm, you can't come near my Mm -mm. boy. And now Sam is one of his boys, too. Yes. And so she's going to angel boop out herself. And then we cut to a hippie couple making out in a fiber, uh, fiber trans am. The creeper by Molly Hatchet is playing funny enough. 
And uh, Anna falls out of the sky and onto the hood. And they're smoking the, the devil's lettuce, too. They're oh. also, this is like, it was like, oh, what an adorable makeout. You're getting high. You got some Molly Hatchet on. You're in this kick-ass Firebird. Like, oh, that's like, that's heaven. Until some dumb <laughs> bitch falls out of the sky and ruins, like, ruins your hood. Get yeah. Up, get up and we Phoenix. know that, and other than all of the cliche, potentially 70s items we are seeing just in this the people we also have a giant billboard for the movie Greece behind them just over and, there yeah and uh and anyways but the the couple jumps out of the car like we got to take her to the hospital because this lady just landed on our car yep yep and so. they're completely sober now nothing completely like thanks thanks for ruining my buzz and my boner <laughs> All in one. All in um, one. Thanks, Anna. So we kept back though, and we we're back in the motel with Cass is just crafting on a table. He's he's, you know, he's got his little or he's like cooking and then doing some drawings of like almost like he's making a charcuterie board and he's like, This is where, you know, my cheese is gonna go. But <laughs> um and then Dean's kind of questioning Castiel though about this whole thing because Castiel's told them what Anna's plan is, and Sam's like, uh, Maybe he ha- maybe Anna has a point, and Cassiel's like, uh, no, but uh, we need, just need to find and kill her first. So I he don't decides understand to start the ritual. reference that that Dean makes though, because Dean says that Anna's going all Glenn Close, mm-hmm. and so I'm not sure how that is an an apt metaphor. Uh, I thought it was forced, but what what was she? Well, because she... Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction, Fatal Attraction, I know this yeah. because of, because of the Corey Feldman pimple incident, that she is. So he has an affair on his wife with someone he works with. Uh, then uh, to get back at him, she boils, and then like he wants to get back to his wife, but she's all crazy, and she boils the bunny, and then she ends yeah. up trying to kill the wife. But so I don't understand how any of that. He's just he's just making a bad, crazy. He's making a bad, murderous woman reference. That's all it is, right? But it becomes into this thing because uh, Cass is just like I don't get that reference, yeah. And so it's going into this what the kind of what Cass doesn't understand and what he does. And then Dean also says he uses the gank word, so we've got a gank here. (laughs) And then like Cass is just like, look, she's like you said, she's not going to give up until Sam's dead. And so he's like, I'm going to do a spell. And then he just starts naming cryptocurrencies. Zod, said, zod, 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 zod. And sparkly fire. <clears throat> um, it's not where Anna is, it's when. She's in 1978. Oh. And so the plan is to kill their parents, John and Mary, so that she can And since she can't get to Sam, that's her work workaround. And Dean's just like, yo, we got to go now. Like, our parents are in mm-hmm. trouble. Like, we got to go. And Cass is like... I don't have a juice. And then Dean's like, like a Delore without the plutonium. But again, he's like, that's a reference. I don't understand. Like, that one made more but sense. That one makes sense. That one makes total sense. He is like a DeLorean without enough plutonium. Got it. Spot on. Is that our first car reference? There's a lot of cars in this episode. There's we'll a lot of cars. That, well, technically, we already had the Trans Am or Firebird. That's true. We've got the Firebird, was. and then we've got a, a DeLorean reference. There we go. All right. So, um, Castiel's like, yeah, taking a trip with is hard enough on its own for time travel, but taking with passengers is just really going to weaken me. But Dean's like, nope, sorry, we got to try. Let's do this. 
Let's pack Let's up. Suit up. So what do we got to take? Well, we got to take our hipster olive oil because we can't go anywhere with that. And then Sam, you also got to make sure to bend your knees. He didn't warn him about the pooping though. So I mean, you should have been like, hey, here's some like fiber. Fiber. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, what yeah. did I see? Like, oh, I was in the health food section of the grocery store this week, and there was like corn husk or something, like corn mm. things, and like the the air, and there's just like it is a colon cleanser, and I was like, no shit, man, that's like, well, lots of shit, man, <laughs> that's like a colon scraper. So maybe like Sam mm. should have gotten that to mix in with the olive oil, but boop, 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 and they appear in the middle of the street. And um, they, uh, you see immediately a two tone nineteen fifty eight Chevy Impala. But I'll get some of the car. I'm gonna go down. But they almost get hit by a car. We'll talk about cars later. They almost get hit by a car right away. Um, and um, there's just some really interesting. You can tell that they are not in the modern times by the vehicles very easily in this scene. And so this is actually how Dean uses, and we can keep this car reference over now. So another car reference here, that is how Dean judges time. He is like, there's Pinto Pinto, and that's not being brought back into production. No, No, it is not. No, it is not. So, uh, but that, but it's just Sam and Dean. So they have to look for Cass and he, Castiel is on the ground behind a car with a bloody nose. Oh, I thought he's puking up blood. at the blood. Yeah. Okay. So just blood. Well, first he's got the bloody out. nose. Then he starts. Yeah. There's blood out of all the orifices that we can see. But apparently it's, he says that he's better than he expected, which is concerning because I don't think he fully communicated the risks here. But they put him up in the honeymoon suite at a hotel for five nights and put a do not disturb sign on the room and dean's like loving this place because well so sam's loving the place because of all the mustaches and thank the thank satan that i don't think jared padalecki's ever trying to grow a mustache don't do that dude but dean is like enthralled with the hotel manager who was just like don't worry about it do you want to buy some dope yes he was very excited to get offered to buy dope specifically because the word dope we would Um, also be very excited i would be excited probably for a different reason yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think I know anybody that uses that to reference marijuana. And I'd be like, wait, are they selling fucking heroin? What the fuck? Like, In the that's... 60s would likely have been marijuana. I know, I know. 60s and 70s, it definitely would have been marijuana. But I believe in like the 90s and aughts forward, people started yeah, using it. Yeah, by it now, it jo- if I say now dope, I mean, I mean smack. But... Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so Sam's... Uh, Dean's like, well, shit, if we stick around here, I guess we're going to buy some stock in Microsoft, which is funny. Um, but they, um, and, but Sam's like really concerned about how Castiel is. And we get another throwback TV reference because Dean says that he's not Dr. Angel medicine woman. Oh, and we get a better throwback reference. Just the fact that Sam was able to find their address in the phone book and (laughs) i kind of miss being able to stalk people that way you know like if you had a boy you had a crush on like you could get like going like oh there's his phone number and like the Mm -hmm. phone book and that's where he lives and like now you can't do that but i guess you can just be like i'll just like type him or like stalk his instagram but it's not the same as like being able to like go sit outside someone's house or something you know like because that's that's not creepy just I said stalking. But we also, like, what is but we stalking? also called like, people on the phone at one point in time, too, which is... Oh, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody on the phone. But, yeah. uh, so, 
there, but we have found them. The Winchesters are in the the white pages, and we're going to up to their adorable little house. Yeah, super cute little house. And Sam just wants to barge right in, and Dean's like, mm, "Not a bad plan." Last time she saw me, um, I was the hunter who left right when her dad died. This is not 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 probably she don't great. like me. No, no, no. So we see Mary and John in the kitchen. They're cooking dinner. Looking all, all young cute. and hot. Yeah. Being adorbs. And uh, the doorbell rings and it's Dean with Sam. But Mary answers by herself at first. And she's like, you can't be here. I don't do that anymore. I have a normal life now. Bye-bye. But before he, she can close the door on him, John walks up and is all excited and to meet who's at the door. And Dean claims to be Mary's cousins coming through town. And they just had to stop and say hi. And there's kind of a weird exchange with John and Dean because they had met before where he's like, you look familiar. And Dean's like, I'll just kind of plays it off. In um, a good way. And he's playing yeah. it off a lot better really than right. Sam is. Sam is embarrassing himself and making it real awkward. I would not have invited him in the house. And I was no. Like, I would have been like, super creepy. Like, nah, nah I, okay, I see why I don't meet your family that much. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Bye-bye. He's like, fro- freezes up, Um, can't introduce himself, can't, you know, shakes a hands like and won't let go of John's hand. He's tearing up. It's just, it's just bizarre. At least he does, like, his cover-up, he's like, I've, you know, just, it's been a long trip. And at least that kind of covers, like, for the zoning out. But not mm. for the next scene, you know, after John invites him oh, in for a God. beer. And Sam's just sitting on the couch. I fucking his mom. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is this is an uncomfortable way and amount of staring. Not, yeah, it was weird. Too much. I, I'm going to call it too much. I don't like the way gross. that's written. It's gross, Sam. But it was too much for John, who was just like, what's, what's up, man? Yeah. And he's like, it's just that Mary is so beautiful. That's not helping. No, not helpful at all. Stop. So Dean tries to play it all off and say that she looks like a family member, but anyways. and that that and is that, a, that is that works right, cousin. You're the spitting image of my mom. And then later yeah. on, when he's like, my mom's dead, then I'm sure John's like, okay, that is that less weird. Not a lot though. It's still weird. But, um, but that, but Dean also continues to tie in the family and says that, uh, Mary's dad was like a grandpa to us. Huh. Um, but yeah. And, um, Mary's still trying to try to get them out the door, but John's like, nope, nope. I want to get to know them. I don't get to meet your family. We're hanging out. But they're interrupted by a phone call and John has to run out of the room and it's Mr. Woodson telling him and he's begging Mr. Woodson to reconsider firing him. But um, he's like, look, maybe we can smooth it over. I'll meet me in 10 minutes at the shop. But it's not Mr. Woodson. It's Anna. No. No. And then this is also just really weird to see her speaking with a deep man's voice. It's weird. It's so weird. It's funny. All right. So. Mary just like wants them to leave them alone because the last time, as Dean said, she saw them, a demon killed my dad. Yeet bitches, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. And then we're going to get the you in danger girl speech. You in danger girl. But she's guessing what it is. Uh, demon. Huh, huh. And they're like, uh, no, it's an angel. And she's like, mm, there's no such thing. He's like, I wish. They're twice as strong as demons and bigger dicks. <laughs> 
and we got to go. We got to go. They're coming for you. You in danger. Mm. And they're like, where's John? Oh, shit. Yeah, she finally believes them. Finally is going to go along with it. And then they realize that John left. He wrote a little note by the phone. Do you remember having a notepad by the phone? Oh, Did the you? notepad. Well, I, mean, I still have, I mean, I have notepads by like my computers well, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But like the notepad by the landline, like, oh, yeah. I know that. That so, and then you come back, I'm like, were there any messages for me? No, nobody has called you. Oh. But so John has left to go to his garage, his oh, Where he's so, a mechanic. oh, so pretty <laughs> garage. And yeah, so uh, yeah, there's something that is just like if you've seen the new Winchesters, you know why I'm going right now. Um, uh -oh. anyways, but John is like can't find his boss because mm -mm, he dead on the floor with his eyes burned out, and why. that is something uh, the actress playing Anna said was like really like one of the harder things. Well, like, yes, like she was so gross, like the eyes, like they made the eyes really look burnt out, and it was like. Like this, you know, corpse on the floor looking like that. And I could see that being unsettling. Yeah. 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 But then Anna's there behind John and she flings him across the room. Angel fling. Angel fling. Um, but she's having like a bloody nose and kind of like blurry vision thing go down. Because maybe she's, her juice might not be as good either from upstairs. Who knows? Well, but John also, because she was cut off from heaven. Like, if Cass was cut off ago. from heaven, yeah. then she definitely, if she was, you know, in locked up in prison, like, she must have mm -hmm. been. So it has to yeah. be the same. Yeah. yeah. But she's but not, to... you know, not so weak that she can't do it. Another angel fling. Angel fling. And John's trying to fight back, but um, luckily uh, Dean shows up and he's about to stab Anna with the D with the angel knife. But she, she demon fling, or she angel flings him, and then Mary gets the angel knife and starts fighting, but she loses it. And John's watching this right when Anna's apologizing and throws Mary onto a car, <gasps> and she's Mary's able to grab a crowbar and stab, like really stab, like really stab Anna with it. If, does it make you feel better that they were actually like a meter apart when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. So, uh, the angel fling happens like a lot in this. There's there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of use of the angel fling. It's fine, uh, but that crowbar in the chest was pretty fucking brutal. I also really enjoyed how Mary handled the angel blade, though. Like she picked it up and she was like, "I'm not going to use it like a sword." Like, bah, 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 bah. And she's she's ready, and very, very stakey. She's very stakey. And why is it every time you mime looking like you have a stake, you look like you're jacking off? I don't know. That's so. Then badass Anna though, because she's just like, oh, I got a crowbar in my chest. I'm just gonna pull this shit out because it's not that hard to kill an angel, or I mean, oh! it's not that easy to kill an angel. What the fuck? Just pulls it out. That's my reaction. To Pulling that. it, pull out to make makes make Diana go. <sighs> but yeah. Sam's just like, you know what, bitch? That was just a distraction. Sigil boom, boom. Sigil boom, and she's bright light blasted away. Ah. <sighs> And John and Mary, is just shell-shocked by all of this, by the way. And like, Mary just looks sad. She's just like, no. ooh, sad. But then sad. we get this really great little scene, which I, I which is I hate this episode. I think this scene is cute. Okay. <clears throat> so we got John and Mary in the front seat of Baby, and uh, Sam and Dean in the back seat. 
And John's like, monsters? Monsters? Monsters are real? And you fight them? All of you? Uh, and he's just like asking Mary questions. Like, how long? She's like, all my life. And um, the, our, our brothers try to say, look, she didn't really have a choice. But uh, John just is like, uh, now everybody shut the fuck up or I'm going to turn this car around. And then they all get really quiet. And Dean mm-hmm. says, wow, awkward family road trip. And I think this is why I think it's sweet because the boys have the Winchester family has not been like this since Sam was a baby, like having yeah. all of them in a car, a dad Together. getting mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully John wasn't yelling at the baby, but we all know John Winchester was a terrible father and was probably yelling at the baby. So probably, probably. So, but you know, that's, I just, it's really sweet that they got to like, no matter what happens in this, like as long as Sam and Dean get to keep their memories, they'll remember getting this. So, so I think it's, it's sweet. Oh, that's sweet. Look at you liking something sweet in this episode. I can't. I have, even though it was only I can be enabled a girl. By, even though it was only enabled by time travel. <clears throat> so, all right, we've got. Uh, they pull up to this old house, and Mary's like, "Yeah, my family owns this. Um, there's devil trap, devil trap under the rug. It's stocked with salt, holy water. No, 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 you were you were not doing this correctly because this family safe house, I <sighs> needs it." I need it. Uh, and this ramshackled fortress in the woods comes complete with devil trap floors, pure iron fixtures, and a butler's pantry stocked with all the holy water, salt, and knives that you could want. Since this lovely abandoned house is on the outskirts of Austin, it can be yours for probably, what, a couple million? Okay, wherever this house is. like Supernatural but, Zillow going on here. Oh, so god someone give me a supernatural zillow uh tell me all the haunted houses in the country and then let me look at them in the map and figure out which ones i want to buy thank you <laughs> tell me part uh, of the ad well our <laughs> but, brothers sadly inform her that none of this is going to work against an angel but don't worry we brought party favors because that's where they bust out their diagram of the sigil to write on the wall They've got the whole, their, their, you know, their hipster holy oil ready to go, which works like a devil's trap for angels. And they're going to show Mary how it works. John looks real uncomfortable, but he's like, uh, no, I'm going to participate in this shit. So where do I, what, you know, tell me about the sigil. And Dean starts to explain what it is. And John's like, mm, no, don't, don't tell me about it. Where do I put it and how big? And Dean's still like, uh, wall or a door? But you have to do it in blood. And John's like, okay. And like slices his hand open and does it. Yeah. And which would have been really great if Dean had been like, here's some blood that I had in my bag for this occasion. (laughs) Or like, here's a syringe. Like, slow down, cowboy. Maybe you didn't have to slice your hand open. With a a fucking Bowie knife. It's 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 probably not clean because it's sitting in this old ass house. No, you're going to have to get a tetanus shot. You're going to get a lockjaw. It's going to get an infection. Yeah, Yeah. so just slow your roll. And like, you know, you could have just like, it was a very, bam! Okay, okay, you went there. But it reminds Dean of his dad. Aww. What it is his dad? What? And then we get so we get some more crafting, and John's just finger painting on the wall with his blood, like you do. Like you do. Yeah. And uh, Sam uh, goes to kind of apologize to John for being weird. Well, first he compliments him on his his finger painting, which is just 
it's fucking weird. Like this whole it's, scene, like, oh, motherfucker. Like this scene, it could go just ahead. go away. Like I literally wrote, this is so weird. I don't like it. It's real fucking weird. I don't like this scene. I'm going to just do a quick summary of it because I don't even want to fucking talk about it. But this is where Sam works out his feelings about his dad talking directly to a younger version of his dad before his dad's dad. It's fucking dumb and weird and I don't like it. But basically he says that, you know, John's like, well, talking about how it's terrible that any dad would raise their kids hunting because dads are supposed to protect them. But Sam defends what his dad's later choice was and is basically like, look, no, he was, he did, he did his best in an impossible situation and his love after his love of his life was killed and he had to do something, but I wanted to know that I would always want to tell him that I understand why he did what he did and I forgive him and love him. Blah. So how is that closure when it, like this doesn't, this is selfish closure for Sam. But this is, I mean, this is it's as stupid. close to therapy as you're going to get, right? Like if I was a therapist, I'd probably, you know, hey, go back in time travel and talk to your younger dad and say all the things you couldn't say to your dad because he died. I mean, that's one way to work your shit out. But, but it's also, not, but it's not man, doing anything to dad. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, no, not this man is also a virtual stranger. So you have just like dumped a whole bunch of shit on this guy that you just met like two hours ago and that's that's a little personal man like it's weird i don't like tmi tmi back Mm -mm. back up a little bit a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot so in order to get us out of this whatever fucking situation this that was uriel flaps in yeah and i actually i kind of like this Uriel. i like this Uriel better than i like the other Uriel, just because like I, maybe I'm being ageist. I don't know. But he's just like, I like 70s year old because he's just cool in 70s <laughs> He's just suave well, and just like, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So we've got 70s Uriel here. And he's like, WTF, we've got orders not to go down to Earth at all, much less take a vessel. But, oh shit, I just realized you're not the Anna that I usually know. So... Uh, you must be from the future or some shit. She's like, fuck yeah, I am. We're going to go kill some humans that are going to kill you in 30 years. And he's like, fuck yeah, let's go get our smite on. And so yeah. he's like, "We're gonna." I love I loved to do some smiting on a Thursday. So yeah, he, ready. He, he ready. He ready. So we kind of, and Mary's got the hipster jug and she's just like, where do you even find this oil? And, you know, it's been sold out on guilt for like weeks and I've been trying <laughs> to find it, but she's like, okay, cool, cool. I've got the hipster oil. And she's like, all right, Dean, like we got the time. Fuck. You said, t- fucking tell me what's going on. What's going on. Why do, why do angels want me dead? This is fucking weird. And he, it's cause she's like, she didn't even believe an angel a minute ago. And now one wants her dead. And he's like, because they're dicks. She's like, not good enough. But she threatens to leave. And then Dean does something very risky. And I think this is where we get into a risk of a paradox. But that's a whole thing. Not being an actual expert on time travel. Just having been enough of a sci-fi fan. I think we're hitting paradox points here. But he, Dean says, I'm your so son. So you also clearly haven't watched all the new multiverse movies, have you? Like, that has, like, the different explanations of, like, what happens with the paradox. And then all the, yeah, there's all these other things now because time travel is stupid. No, I have not watched all of them. So he's like, look, we're from 2010. Uh, we were zapped here by a friendly angel. But obviously, you know, we're named after your 
your parents and you made me this soup as a kid and you sang me hey jude instead of a lullaby and she's like crying but he, because none of this has happened for her yet right but um then she's upset though because that she would have raised her kids to be hunters and he's like, oh, no, 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 you didn't. You did. You're fine. You did. It's fine. You didn't. You didn't. It's not on you. you it's not on you. It's on John. I was yeah. all on John. John got he's... a little, he got, he got a little shitty. Like, uh, yeah. So... He kills you and then John's pissed. So he makes us hunters with him because he's on a revenge mission for the rest of his fucking life. Yeah. That's all good to tell her. Like, did you have to go yeah. that, that, that? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. So she's processing and then he is like, Oh, we're going to do some back to the future too shit. And I'm <sighs> going to give you the exact date and time. And you, you mm -hmm. on that day, like, you know, you can't just don't go, just don't you get Sam and run. You take Sam and run. Yeah. Don't go in the bed. Don't go in the bedroom. You just got to take him and run if anything. But, um, but Sam walks in. Cause remember Sam, still has a little bit more insight on like the, the demon children, demon blood children stuff that he, I don't think he ever shared with Dean. Mm. Uh, I, I, if I recall correctly, he didn't share all, all, all of that. Um, but Sam's like, no, this is, that's not it. This is the, the only way out here is if she leaves John, then Sam and Dean are never born because otherwise the demon will always find her, Mary slash and Sam, if Sam is with her. So yeah, the only way is for, Sam and Dean to never have been born because dying is worse than having never been born, but then she can have her normal life. So how the fuck, if they went back in time to tell her this and then they were never born, then she would never know to. That's where my brain broke. So if you go by the timeline that is in Avengers age of Ultron, I think uh, that like the thing that was created, like is still there, but also I think Dean saying like, we just would disappear. Right. And we're okay with not being bored. And this right. would just, we would Michael J. Fox it away. Like we would just start, you know, but she never would have been fading. told this. So she wouldn't know to not, I, I don't buy it. I don't know. Time travel is stupid. Uh, so, uh, okay. Now my brain hurts a lot. So. But she said that, she, but it doesn't matter because she can't leave John here. because she's already pregnant with Dean. Okay. Cool. Cool. cool okay. All right. So now we don't have to worry about that part. All right. So it's too late, too late, too late. And, but then also I wrote Dean is inside her already. And now that grossed me out. Ew. <laughs> well, John oh, walks in and something's happening to their sigils and they're like smudging off the wall. The oil's gone, which these are things I've never seen happen. So I don't really Do understand. Do you know how much that holy oil costs a quart? And you Very just like expensive took to it right import from floor. that, from that, that farmer's market in, in Jerusalem. You have to import that shit. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, so, but then lights start flickering, which you know is not a good sign. And then just like, the way my noises. ears sound like every other day happens. <laughs> Probably just see a doctor, whatever. I've, I've shot a lot of guns and seen a lot of punk rock. It, I think it's very like tinnitus. Is that the word? Yeah. So just um, like everyone gets tinnitus and then here flaps in Uriel and, 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 oh. and, and Anna. I don't, I don't yeah. know why I almost and called Anna. her Ariel because I saw Anna and Uriel and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uriel and Anna flap in. And Dean's ready to fight Uriel, and Sam goes to fight Anna, and we get a fight scene. Wow! And angel flings jo everywhere. Angel, lots of angel flinging happening, and John's gonna try to drop, grab a dropped angel blade, but he gets flung through the window outside, landing 
well away from the building. But um, Sam goes for the blade, but Anna stabs him like real bad with a pipe she ripped out of the wall. <laughs> it's a yeah, very bizarre is, scene. It At is first, I'm non- like, did she just stab him with a wall sconce? But I think it was a pipe that she pulled out it of the wall. It does look like she stabs him with a wall sconce. And then also when I said, you know, she was like a meter away when they did the the cross, the crowbar. Cr- yeah. When they did the crowbar thing. Here, she actually, like, she didn't stab Jared Padalecki, obviously, but, like, she he did get hit with something, and she had, like, this big heavy pad on. And so, oh. and then you had to deal with, I had to, like, hit my coworker. Oh, but that yeah. may be nice, man. Like, why can't we hit her? I mean, I'd like to hit some of my coworkers. That'd be fun. Well, um, yeah. So, but Sam's on the ground. He bleeding from the mouth, and it does not look good. Uh, this is bad. But uh, we've got a light shining on John laying in the grass outside. So, but while this is all going on, Anna apologizes to Mary again. And then all of a sudden, because she's about to kill Mary, that's her thing. And she's apologizing to her before she kills her, which is a weird flex. She's done that before already too. But then John <clears throat> is standing there and just says, Anna, but it's not John's voice. What? Michael? Oh shit. Oh Michael is in John. Meat suit. <laughs> this is so confusing. <sighs> All right. So we got Michael in John. <laughs> uh, Michael in John's meat suit. In, and he, is that's he put- not better, Diana. Like <laughs> Michael in John's meat suit. Is not a better way to no. phrase that. Fine. So, Fine. but at this point, I think we have we have to talk about Michael. So, okay. as much as I want to, we're gonna have some lore. All right. And today's lore is about Michael because I don't think people probably if you're not religious, know as much about him and his backstory as you would say Lucifer, who is a more common pop culture thing. And we get this trope that's being built here about Michael versus Lucifer. And so I think some of that backstory is going to be helpful as we're going through this starting now that we actually have a Michael, right? Yeah. And most of this research is coming from Rosemary Ellen Gooley, apologize to her soul because she's dead uh she just died like unexpectedly a couple years ago fucking badass bitch wrote lots of lots of good stuff but so most of this comes from her book because it was really good and that makes me be a lazy researcher researcher i did find that book at half price books in austin the encyclopedia of angels highly recommend it if you want to read some angel lore Mm. so but no matter what flavor of christianity that you pick michael the angel probably has some meaning in it and he does pop up in the rest of the major western theological religions lore so like you know the hebrew and islamic lore he in there too he's pretty much you know one who's going to be talked about in almost everything the first time that he actually showed up was in the writings of the book of enoch and that was in the third century bc so you know back before before jesus 
thing, you know, in a Jewish, in the book of Enoch is a Jewish apocalypse. And I think I've mentioned this definition before, but just in case you forgot, an apocalypse means any number of anonymous Jewish or Christian texts from around the second century BC to the second century AD. And they contain prophecies and symbolic visions of the imminent destruction of the world and salvation of the righteous. And, but this is a lot of where we get definitions of angels because angels actually aren't in the Bible so much, but also these books could have been a part of the Bible. They're just ones that they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this one we won't put in King James. Right. So still funding, funneling a lot of this from the same place. He is one of the few angels that are mentioned by name in the Bible. And in particular, he is spoken of, of this in this passage in Revelation, which is Revelation 12, 7, 9, that war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and the angels with him. Which I think Supernatural lost out a lot in this dragon metaphor. Like, yeah. if if he, Michael would show up as like a dragon, fuck, man, that would be fucking awesome, right? Yeah, super awesome. But I think this is a lot of the reason that we associate Michael with this idea of when Lucifer was cast out of heaven, that Michael was there and he was part of that original fight. Because yeah. a lot of people say that the original wars in heaven were a mirror to what happens in Revelation. That so, you know, what, as it was in the beginning, it is the end. So if Michael and Lucifer are going to fight in the end, or Satan, because that wasn't actually Lucifer, that was Satan. But that they did that in the beginning too, right? So that may be where some of this idea for the storyline comes from and why it's kind of accepted into okay. a lot of things, right? Yeah. So anywho, uh, also like that idea of, you know, that battle being cast, like and Satan being cast out of heaven, that's not really in the Bible. Like there's a couple of lines that sort of allude to it, but that, eh. anyways, another story, another day. So <laughs> in Hebrew, Michael's name means who is like God or who as God. So obviously that makes, you know, stands up as like a very important persona, right? Right. And he has a lot of hats to wear and a lot of jobs to do. And his roles. He has a lot of hats. He does. He has a lot of hats. Some of them are fancy. Some of them are horns. Some of them are sombreros. Some maybe they're okay. Stetson hats. Maybe Diana bedazzled some. We don't know. But his roles include that of warrior, obviously, and the leader of God's army. So he's the major general of, of God's army. Protector, especially of Christians. And a healer sometimes, sometimes a guardian angel. He is the patron of soldiers, doctors, mariners, paratroopers, police, sickness, and grocers. Because grocers also need a patron. So. Huh. Yeah. So grocers, if you work at HGB, Michael's your dude. All right. He is also chief of the archangels and all angels just in general bow down before him in obedience. So pretty much whatever Michael says, everybody jumps to and does, which yeah. seems to be a kind of like an angel dick theme overall, but really like he is like, I am the ultimate dick, right? 
he does wage a ceaseless war against Satan. And sometimes Satan <sighs> trembles at the mention of his name. So we know they already have like this big beef. He sibling is, rivalry is real. Sibling rivalry is real. He is also the guardian angel of the Hebrew nation. Not sure if that includes the Hebrew national hot dogs, but at least Hebrew nation is there. And people like have really like gotten to my Michael for a while. They started building churches to him in the fifth century and he had lots of devotional cults, cults. So that his cults were so popular that a lot of the church was starting to get a little worried because they're like, wait, are they worshiping Michael? Because that's what pagans do. Pagans worship multiple. So no, they can, they can pray to him, but not. He's not like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What did we do? What did we do? Yeah. But so they got concerned about that and, you know, did what they could. Not a lot. Um, also, they do believe within the Catholic Church that Michael sends prayers to God. So he's the one who's like the, like it was like in computer terms, he's, you know, part of that third, that handshake, the sin act. Uh, or he's like the, the mailman, right? So he's picking up your prayer and he's taking it to God. And in the church, that's symbolized by the smoke from the incense. So the incense is taking prayers to God. Why did I like, did I, I think it was like, did I was like smoking weed, like in my car during that day of CCD. Like I had no idea. That's why that incense was there. Me either. Me either. I always thought it was like, you were like filling you with the Holy Spirit or just like giving you a yeah, headache. Yeah, I was more tied to the Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> because I just assumed. Gives, yeah. And that shit gives me a fucking headache, but it apparently it's taking prayers to God. Huh. Today I learned, right? Yeah. Like and it. also get this kind of cool symbolism honestly go ahead it's a good symbolism and you know and sometimes i do i think it depends on which church you had like what incense like was there like yeah. some incense is better like there's this a restaurant in dallas that we went to that was behind uh the mayan one that was like we're doing a aspect oh stuff. yeah the mm -hmm. and that incense was very church-like but like in a good way like i felt very it's comforted shaman shaman cafe yeah, yeah. Behind the the their speakeasy mm -hmm. yeah so they have the good church incense not the one that i'm just like oh oh my head please stop like right. this mask goes like as fast as you can um i think i also swung that thing a lot i don't even remember what it was called because i was an altar girl <laughs> fun fact i was too <sighs> was an altar server yeah. our churches were so progressive Look so at progressive right letting the letting little girls do things mm -hmm. uh, but also i thought this is another fun fact See, i liked i liked the incense at my church though See, I said it depends on the church. Like, there are some churches I really like it, and other ones that were just kind of. Or maybe it's just nostalgic too. We like it yeah. at this point. That's part of it too. Yeah, but we only we only really did it on like holidays. I only church. see it now in like the really big masses or during during yeah. funerals. It happens a lot. Like, yep. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so that makes sense because like if they, the last funeral I was at a few months ago, where mm -hmm. you know they were doing the incense over. Well, he was. I think he was in an urn, but. I think that's so. supposed to take the soul up or something. Okay. I don't know. Or that prayers. Sense if it's knows? a messenger of some kind, yeah, that makes sense. Or sending the message that... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Interesting, though. Go ahead. Interesting. Sorry. All right. The other interesting thing is that the prayer, like the uh, 
like the song or like the one that is like, this is the prayer you make to St. Michael, right? Yeah. That is actually a condensed form of the general exorcism that's used against Satan and evil spirits that was composed by Pope Leo VIII. So like you can actually exorcise some demons with the prayer to St. Michael. And you can't do like the big demons, but like the little demons. And little demons, you can say the prayer to St. Michael and that will take the demons away, which is also why I'm wearing my I Love Exercising shirt tonight. <gasps> okay. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, a couple other things. Um, so, real quick, he is a psychopomp to the dead. I just love saying the word psychopomp. You just want to say, I say you want to say psychopomp. Doesn't everybody like, want to? Didn't our friends have that hairstyle? Yes, we had many friends with psychopomps. I believe I also kind of have a yeah. psychopomp right now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> So a psychopomp, if you need to remember, they guide the soul to souls of the dead on their journey. So that could be like if you are in the Greek world, that's, you know, Haiti, not Hades. If you're on the river Styx, somebody is guiding you. I remember who guides you there. But that that idea. Right. So he also guides the gates to purgatory and he takes the souls from purgatory to heaven. Like he's fucking busy. He also like on top of that, he even has some healing duties. So sometimes like he has to like heal people and he has caused some healing streams. I just like saying healing streams because it sounds like pee, but really like they're just like rivers or things that you can go in and like you got into it and uh, then, you know, he would heal you. He wasn't peeing on you to heal you. That would be a way though. Like, I guess like, would he have a, a well, Maybe he peed stream? in the water. So if Michael healing. John pees on Sam, will that he, is that how he heals them? It's like a jellyfish thing, which by the way, is, does not work. Do not pee on people's feet. That does not work. That's someone just peeing on your foot, by the way. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, I thought that worked. It's like the BA. No, no, it's not. No, don't. No, it's not. It's a myth. It's a myth. Don't, don't do that. Okay. Uh, And so it's going to put me wrong. I swear. I'm like, okay. That's Diana's takeaway. It's like, I'm not sure which is, you're not supposed to pee on something. Is it a snake bite? I don't know. Like, don't suck the snake bite out. I don't, one of them's a myth. All right. So the last thing I will leave you with about Michael before we go back to Michael John, John Michael, whatever. Um, the angel Michael has been known to make apparitions around the world, just like most Catholic beings or Christian beings. Sometimes they just let they get bored, right? Yeah. Like he's got a lot of shit to do. He sometimes he's got to check break. out, right? Yeah. So in Spain in 1455, he popped up on a home oak tree and a rock rose plant, which is a type of shrub. Now, I don't know if he appeared on both at the same time or if he was just like on the shrub and then he was like, because he was appearing to this guy, right? This yeah. guy named Miguel. And so I don't know if he's like, like Miguel is walking and then Michael is just like, hey, hey, I'm over here. I'm on the shrub. shrub. Shit, I'm I passed shrub. you past the shrub. Now I'm on the tree. I'm on the tree. So he finally, he stops and he's like, hey, Miguel. Don't be afraid. Just do it on a tree. It's normal. But I need a shrine. Miguel's like, okay. And he's like, I need a shrine. And he's like, um, all right. And he's like, look, we need one here. I need it to honor like me and the angelic messengers. And Miguel's like, I'm just a shepherd. Nobody, uh, nobody listens to me. I'm just a shepherd man. And nobody's going to believe me if I go into town and I'm like, tree told me we gotta build a shrine shrine. to michael (laughs) 
And he is like, I'll tell you what, tell you what, they're not going to think you're crazy. In order to make them believe me, I'm going to put my handprint on this tree. So he puts his hand on the tree. He said, they have to believe you now. Miguel's like, okay. And I'm going to do it. And he's like, I'm not fucking doing that. There's a print on this guy who's talking to a tree. And so he goes back to town. And he just must, doesn't. Must have eaten some bad paella or something. Uh, ha- yeah, some, he's like some, hallucinating. I'm hallucinating. Like something's going on. So he does not tell his boss that he saw Michael in a tree. And a few days pass and he, bam, he's crippled. And so the reason that I like this is because this is how he was inflicted. His legs were folded so that, quote, the back of his calves touched his thighs and his heels touched his buttocks. So like a quad stretch. So he got put into a quad stretch. And that was his punishment, right? So he's in a squad stretch with both with both legs. And he can't, he can't undo it. But you can't walk then. You can't walk. You can't walk on your knees. No, it's, it's, it's a lot. You can't also having both of them at the same time. Like, that's like going to like a camel yoga pose. Like, it's all sorts of things. So, yeah. Like, you can't really lay down. Like, that's just unpleasant. Yeah. So his boss, Mr. Pedro Garcia de Ayuso. Uh, sorry, I butchered that name, but whatever he did. Uh, so he comes up and he tries to heal him with herbs and oils. But sadly... That doesn't fix his quad stretch problem. They're they're still there. His his feet are still attached to his ass. And huh. so so Miguel is finally like <laughs> Mr. Boss. He's got a heel ass fusion. Um, he's got a heel ass fusion. He's like, Mr. Boss, something happened to me. I met an angel and, and he said he needs a chapel. And they're like, Oh, um, okay, so let's go talk to the other important people in town. So he talks. And they're like, okay. So they carry Miguel to the tree of the handprint. And they said, yeah, clearly there's a hand here. Must have been an angel. So let's build him a chapel. And they did. And they had a bass for Miguel and he was cured. And then he became keeper of the shrine. I believe there is a hermitage there now. Like I tried to find it on a map. I think that still exists there. There's a hermitage. It's only open the day before the San Miguel festival. I couldn't tell if the tree was still there on Google maps. I looked for trees, but I didn't see a handprint or anything. Or is this just a really clever way for him to get people to believe him? Maybe he was just really flexible and he's like, nobody's going to believe me. But so what, I'm like, pretend to be a But my takeaway, I, I want to be a keeper of the shrine. <laughs> like, that's what I want to do. Like, but if he was just like, wait, now I had to stay here. Like, I had a job. I'm a shepherd. I like wandering around with my sheep. Like, I didn't, fuck you, Michael. Like, why, why do I have to do this the rest of my life? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was tired of wandering around with his sheep. Sounds like a great. He had a job. boss. He wasn't the boss. Maybe he's the boss. That is the, the boss shrine. of the shrine. Boss of the shrine. Shrine boss. Shrine boss. The shriner. So, <laughs> um, so thank you for coming on that journey. So I feel like we know a little bit more about Michael as a, a I don't want to say a trope, but at, historically, we know a little bit more about how Michael has been perceived historically, which I think yes. influences some of the traits that we see right so that's michael he is a clearly a very busy angel which is perhaps why we did not see him until this point right. of the He's episode busy. he busy so let's get back to michael now right so michael's with uriel who is the uriel's just well, like first oh, hold on oh, first sorry. first he has he decides to put his hand on anna's shoulder oh sorry i forgot that we didn't burn it we hadn't burned anna yet yeah burn anna. and her 
burn Anna. Her eyeballs, her eyeballs turn bright white, and then her face is on fire, and she burns up and crumbles to the ground. It's rude. Bye, Anna. Bye, Anna. And Uriel's like, "Whoa, bro! I didn't know what was going on here." And Michael's like, "My bad. Too bad." Michael's like, mm, and snaps his fingers, and Uriel's gone. Or like my notes say, "You gone. You gone." <laughs> uh mary is pretty upset though because she's like uh what is happening to john this is not okay and so um he awkwardly shushes her and then boops her on the side of the head and she falls out that shushing man that was that uh, like condescending yeah. uh, if you're a man or a woman or anybody don't shush anybody like that that is just awful it's awful and so michael turns to dean and says we gotta talk which then you go, oh shit, this is definitely time travel, Michael. Yes. So Michael's time traveled also. But Dean's like, no, we're not going to talk unless you fix Sam. And he's like, no, no. Michael's like, no, no, we're going to talk first. So, um, <laughs> and oh God, my notes look so bad right here. Dean's, oh man. <laughs> Dean's just like, well, how did you, how did you get, you know, Mike, how, how did you get John to say yes? No, that is not what my notes say. My notes say, how did you get inside my father? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, apparently though, Michael told John that he would save his wife's life. And so John said, yes, you can use my body. <laughs> without sounding never mind fuck it it's just gonna sound dirty all right so uh but um but dean's confused and so michael explains and that in the w- 70s right and so i think like yeah. i'm like that was all like dummy like swingery <laughs> like you can use a body and you think of sex <laughs> oh so okay, but you Dean's- have to keep going because i can't see yeah my michael i know <laughs> But Michael explains basically that Dean is his true vessel, but he's not the only vessel because the entire bloodline um, for Dean's entire bloodline all the way back to Cain and Abel are all able to be Michael's vessels. So that implication now is that the Winchester line Mm -hmm. are direct descendants of Cain and Abel. Yeah. Which are the children of Adam and Eve. Yeah. So they are descended. Well, I guess technically we should all be descended from the first. Well, yeah, I mean, that'd be weird. Technically, couldn't we all go back to Cain and Abel then? Probably. But that's a whole thing. Huh. Okay, never mind. I'm just going to move past that one. Alrighty. And Dean says, tells Michael to go get some therapy. And, and says, and he makes a reference to six degrees of heaven bacon. Heaven bacon. Yum. But like it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, which also earlier this episode you referenced six degrees of leaving. So we've got to bring it back. There you go. Yes, I also right. just really I'm want terrible at that right game, now. by the way. Huh? You want bacon now? Sorry. So, but Dean's like, yeah, no matter what, I'm not going to say yes to you. And if Michael, if Michael, if you've got beef with your brother, you don't need to take it out on my planet. He's all. Mm about it michael's like mm, no i don't really want this um just like just like you trying to do like the whole he tries to give the whole parallels between him and dean him and 
whatever his challenges with his father being God and his brother being Lucifer with Dean, with his father being John and brother being Sam. So they're just trying to do it. Like, I don't how I don't want to do this. You know, I just have to, because it's the right thing to do. And God told me to, and Dean, this is where it gets a little upsetting though. I don't really like, I don't like this, but Dean's like, I got to believe that I can choose what I do with my unimportant little life. And Dean's and Michael slash John, but is like wrong. There's had to be a million random acts of choices and, you know, of chance, but they all bring you closer to your destiny. It's not random or chance. It's a plan playing out and free will is an illusion. You'll say yes. And I won't, but I won't leave you a drooling mess like my brothers would. Yeah. So this goes into a very deep philosophical discussion of whether or not free will actually exists or if everything is fated. And then my head goes, ah, just like it does the time travel. And I'm like, no. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. You're hurting my brain. I don't like it. I don't like it. Michael is going to scrub. He's monologuing mm-hmm. a bunch. Oh, he's a so lot. it is it's like not only clearly... villains monologue. Exactly. So we know you're not a good guy because you're monologuing. Yeah, but he's going to scrub John and Mary's brains. They won't remember any of this happened. He's not going to leave John a a drooly mess like some people that are angel vessels are. Um, and um, you know, and then uh, she can have you know she won't remember what happened, but you know everybody can she can have the normal life that she wanted but she's still gonna walk into that nursery and it's just always gonna play out that way well and one thing though like so she does get to have her normal life at least until sam is born she gets a Mm -hmm. few years of it so i mean this is the way it was supposed to be right so you can't interfere with the space-time continuum no matter what you do Mm -hmm. but so nothing changes and we all went back in time for fucking nothing yeah well except for to get this other little snippet in our first intro to michael and let sam have this probably not successful yeah so to move a story along yeah so we went back in time for a reason (laughs) but sam and dean and Cass have gone back in time for for no reason at all correct so Michael does have a kind of funny through John has a funny comment. He says that you can't fight city hall. And then he boops Sam to send him home. Uh, I have you in mind is because you can't fight city hall. And then parentheses, I have no, but you can set it on fire. <laughs> so <laughs> That's called arson Liz. Um, anyways. So yeah, we cut back to our motel. Dean is obviously upset, but Sam and Dean are there. Um, and while they're Sam and Dean are in the motel getting ready to pour himself a cocktail, Castiel appears and he is real wobbly and bloody nose again. And he comments that he's surprised that he made it at all. He so they kind of over as fuck. It does not look good. So they put him down on the bed and then they pour themselves drinks. And Dean says, this is it. It's the end of free will, free will. And uh, neither of them are amused. No, it's, yeah, it's the team free will, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and Dean's like really happy about like what their team is. And so the right. team is an ex-blood junkie, one dropout with six bucks to his name and Mr. Comatose. So team free will is looking kind of shitty. Yeah. It's not looking good. And Sam's... Pointing out, though, that 
everybody keeps telling both of them that they'll end up saying yes. Which is true. And, and he he's very concerned because he's been weak before. And, mm-hmm. you know, that well, is... And John, and John said yes to save Mary. I right. Mean, and so the point is that we all have something that would, that could drive us to say yes, right? Correct. Yeah. In our closing episode, our scene of this episode, though, we cut to the Winchester house. I'm sorry. Oh, Winchester sorry. House. Yeah. There was the last thing, though, on that kind of like, there was something that would all like make us say yes. And that's what Sam is pointing out to Dean saying, like, if you could save mom, like, if that was that choice, like you could save her, mm-hmm. would you say yes? And I think that's where Dean's like, uh, fuck. Yeah. I've got something. Oh, no. But then, okay, so now we're back to the very much back more the, pregnant Mary. Very Win- Winchester, the, the Winchester house when Mary is very pregnant. And her and John, she's talking about something she bought for 25 cents at a garage sale. And she just liked it. She's not really sure why, but she just really sure likes why. No. And we get a look at it and it is a little ceramic angel peering down off of the shelf. And yeah. And uh, John leaves and she gets baby Dean kicks in her belly and she says, angels are watching over you. And that he's already a little troublemaker, but I don't like anything watching over me. Stop watching me. You creep. Get out of my room. Naked. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, normally at this time, before we go into our final wrap up about how we feel about this episode, we mm-hmm. would jump to casting couch. But because there were so few newbies in this episode, we're going to do something a little different. Oh, yeah, we are. Diana, what are we going to do? Casting cars. Casting cars. cars. It's the casting couch. cars. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 la. Oh! Oh! oh so New segment. All New right. segment. So Diana, right, so. take us through all the sexy cars that they ruined in this episode or that disappeared. Yeah. So we already referenced the Firebird Trans Am and I'd started to talk about a couple of the cars. The first one, things we see, that, the two scenes specifically, we see the majority of the cars in this episode is in the time hop. Um, and then um, in the initial, when they be first do our time hop and then in the garage. Uh, so the first car we see in the time hop is just a straight on shot. It's a two-tone 1958 Chevy Impala. It's just a really pretty car. So make sure that gets a shout out. But they almost get hit by a 77 Ford Pinto wagon with the wood panel, the thicker wood panels on it. Funny story. Babe had one of those in high school. Oh. Then we see them driving in the blue 1971 Chevelle SS. Funny enough, Babe sold the Pinto and bought a yellow 71 Chevelle SS. So there's your our fun tie-ins for the day. Y'all don't pay attention often babe is my husband and also does so our, our audio, audio engineer he does, he's our audio engineer i say audio production but yeah that and a lot of the fun little songs and tidbits too in here so um and then in the garage when they're we've got a great fight scene in the garage um the dented car 
is the hardest to identify, but we, it's a 1976 Buick four-door. Um, they also see in this scene a 1966 Mustang Fastback. And um, uh, Mary gets thrown. It's a good, yeah, it is one of the good Mustangs. And um, then Mary gets thrown on top of a 1976 Chevy Caprice. There we go. That was very exciting. Yeah. Cars, cars, cars. We like them. So, yeah. We like the cars, the cars, the cars that go room. I love that song. We like the boom. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't as anti-time travel. I didn't think. Like, it always kind of annoyed me and was eye-rolly. But, like, I like the Back to the Future movies. Like, sure. They're cute. But, like, I... No. Just no. I don't like it. Like, I don't mind a period piece. I don't like the time travel thing anymore. But it's weird because there's certain things that I, like, I read and I've watched and I do like it. I don't fucking know. Now I can't even put my finger on it. I so it was I mean I love this era which is why I do love the new Winchesters is also taking place in the 70s mainly because I like 70s fashion not on me particularly I just I enjoy a good like bell bottom and you know I just I really like I I like a lot of the clothes and the cars oh, okay. but I'm um, 60s on that I don't know it's also this kind of the idea of going back to kill baby Hitler. Hmm. So it's always that idea. What would change in the world? What would you do if you could just go back and kill baby Hitler? Would you, would you fix things? Right. So I don't like the idea of going back to kill babies and okay, I don't like killing babies in general, but specifically I don't like it as a television plot point. Yeah, it's got a lot of, there's a lot of like, there, you can talk about like butterfly effects and like a million other reasons why you're not supposed to fuck with the past. Not that we can because it's fiction, but at the same time. But then, weird. I mean, I do appreciate that the show cops out and fixes the problems with time travel by making people forget that it happened. Yeah. And yeah. that is certainly like a way to fix that. Like, Okay, we don't have to worry about paradox, but did he fix like anybody else who may have accidentally run into them? Like, I don't know. That guy freaking died. That the guy that runs the shop is dead because Anna was there. Like WTF. What happened to all the people that comes out of Mr. Woodson's line? With whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. So that was our W. And like does uh as somebody who has not watched past this point, does John have a job now? I don't fucking know. Yeah. What Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't work. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the new. I'm thinking about the new Winchesters, Winchesters. and like I was like, okay, well, that could. Uh, nope, nope. I don't like it. This, this is you know, but I do appreciate John. And I love a young Mary. I think Mary is a badass character. I think she she's is. a lot of fun. Uh, I think she makes sense as Dean and, and Sam's mom. Yeah. Um, I like that we got to see more of why she chose what she was doing. So there are things that I think this episode has pithy moments and it's fun. And I'm also just very sad because I don't like that this is how Anna went. No, it's a bummer. Yeah. But also, I mean, and just, I saw some things, yeah. some discussion online. Like, I mean, we're like, I was mad at Anna and angry and like, because I thought that I think that she's wrong. But 
the other like some of there's some stuff online because I was, I was looking up something else but i stumbled across it and talking about how she wasn't actually being evil in trying to do this she was just seeing this as the path of least resistance to cause the least harm but still accomplish the goal of stopping the apocalypse which i guess that is like a probably arguably a misguided way to get there but with the least the lowest body count potentially well, that's a, the argument they do over and over here. Like, you know, do do we kill the little Antichrist boy? Do we kill like so-and-so? Yeah. Like, you're still killing a person. Yeah. And, yes. you know, and so it's misguided and it's wrong, but there is a actual rationale behind it. Well, it's the point. same thing. You can go back and kill baby Hitler. You will save you know, millions of people from being killed during the Holocaust. You're still right. killing a baby. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I, mean, I don't know. Who hasn't that? necessarily made a choice yet, and that didn't necessarily do anything to cause it. But then again, none of these people have made choices in this series because they are all just birthed into this, and they didn't make a choice to be you the vessel the or the chosen one or whatever. What they didn't choose any of that shit. If anyone tells you you're the chosen one, you fucking run. You run away. It's a cult. <laughs> right. So, yeah. overall, so, still, I mean, on the bummer scale... We're not in Bumlandia, like uh, the free will stuff was heebie-jeebie brain pain. Well, and you know, I think this was set up at the beginning of the season, and you know, we talked about it. You know, at, I think at the end of last know. season of Team Free Will versus Team Destiny, and this is now we are smack in the middle of it. We are smack in the you know what is what is destined, what's free will. Yeah. Will supernatural solve this problem that philosophers have debated for a millennium? No. Thanks, Eric Kripke. I hope you can. But if not, I think we're going to end this episode. Yep. Cheers, sir. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get a production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Devil's Trap Podcast.